bringing you the latest in tax credit news. This is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratik. The legislative challenges have been significant. We very much need the legislation. we got to produce housing. We're still in a very volatile industry. It's a challenging atmosphere for almost anyone. We can't get all these mixed signals and messages. If he doesn't have a bipartisan bill, nothing's going to happen. Alternative energy is still very expensive. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, July 20th, 2010. Tax Credit Tuesday is brought to you by the accounting and consulting firm Novogratz & Company, LLP. Tax Credit Tuesday is a weekly podcast that provides breaking news in the fields of affordable housing, community development, renewable energy, and historic preservation. We have a very exciting podcast for you this week. We start with a congressional update on financial reform. Then we're going to talk about extenders legislation. From there, we'll move to small business tax and lending bill. And then we'll also cover energy legislation. We're then going to report on the National Commission on Fiscal Responsibility and Reform. After that, we're going to turn to the tax credit calendar. Then I'll close this week with some tax credit tidbits. If you're ready, let's begin. So moving on to our congressional update, we start with financial reform. As I predicted last week, Senate Democrats persuaded three Northeastern Republicans to join them in supporting the financial reform bill. With their support, on July 15th, the Senate passed a comprehensive financial reform bill by a vote of 60 to 39. Of primary significance to the tax credit community is a provision in the bill referred to as the Volcker Rule. The Volcker Rule limits equity investments by financial institutions. There is some concern that this rule would have an adverse impact on the tax credit market. Fortunately, there is a general exception for public welfare investments, such as the low-income housing tax credit. As such, any adverse effects are expected to be minor. I encourage you to visit our archives and download the June 8th podcast to hear more analysis of the bill and its potential impact. In addition, in the August issue of the Novogratz Journal of Tax Credits, John Lee Tetral discusses the Volcker Rule in greater detail, and specifically its potential effect on historic tax credit investments. In the coming weeks and months, the focus will now turn to implementation of the Finance Reform Bill. Hundreds of new rules and studies are required, and new agencies will need to be created, such as the Financial Stability Oversight Council, the Office of Financial Research, the Office of National Insurance, and the Bureau of Consumer Financial Protection. Also, discussion has already begun regarding a technical corrections bill that would address some of the technical problems and other issues. If you've identified a needed technical correction, or you've identified an adverse impact on tax credit investments, please send me an email at michael.novogratic at novaco.com or to cpas at novaco.com. We're in the process of trying to collect any technical corrections or potential adverse impacts to share with the broader tax credit community. Next, in the congressional update area, we want to discuss extenders. Shortly before final Senate passage of the financial reform bill last week, Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid announced his intention to carve the unemployment insurance extension provision out of the extenders bill and vote on extension of unemployment insurance this week. This has led to doubt about the rest of the bill's provisions, including its housing and community development provisions. The Housing Advisory Group is reporting that while there is still optimism that an extenders package that includes 
the previously mentioned housing and community development provisions will pass this year, the timing is very much up in the air. There is some possibility that it would be resurrected for this legislative work period, and that would be the work period up until the August recess. But most betting now is that it will not be considered until September at the earliest, and more likely not until after the November elections. This would not be a good result for many of the extenders, including credit exchange. So with that not-so-cheery news about the status of extenders legislation, we move to an update on the status of the Small Business Lending and Tax Bill. The Senate is expected to continue considering the Small Business Lending and Tax Bill this week. The Action Campaign reports that Senate supporters are continuing to work with Senate Finance Committee Chairman Baucus, as well as the Congressional Joint Committee on Taxation, to revise their substitute amendment to include the five-year existing long-housing tax credit carryback proposal. Efforts are underway, according to Action, to reduce the cost of the proposal to $500 million or less so it can be included in this substitute amendment. I'll keep you up to date on the status of this effort through tweets on my Twitter this week, as well as next week's Tax Credit Tuesday podcast. Next, we move to the status of energy legislation. Williams and Jensen, in their Washington update, is reporting that the House Ways and Means Committee is taking steps to develop an energy package that could be considered in committee this week or next. From materials that have begun to circulate, Williams and Jensen is reporting that it appears the House will propose a bill that is approximately $20 billion in size, and the bill would include the following proposals. Expand and add $3 billion in Section 48C, Advanced Energy Manufacturing Tax Credits. Extend the Section 1603 Direct Payment in Lieu of Tax Credits program through 2012. It would extend investment tax credits for geothermal and offshore wind energy projects. And it would provide $3.5 billion in additional clean renewable energy bonds. For those interested in the Home Energy Conservation Bond Program, the bill would add $2.4 billion. Williams and Jensen goes on to note that the revenue offsets are not yet clear, but they're expected to include eliminating oil and gas tax preferences. On the Senate side, Majority Leader Reid has confirmed that he will bring an energy bill to the Senate floor this month, and this bill is expected to include a tax package from the Senate Finance Committee. As we have more news on energy tax legislation, I'll send tweets on my Twitter account, and we'll also update you again next week on Tax Credit Tuesday. Next, we turn to the National Commission on Fiscal Responsibility and Reform. Williams and Jensen noted in their Washington update that on July 14th, at an event hosted by the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Co-Chairman Erskine Bowles and Co-Chairman Alan Simpson stated that the Commission is considering a number of ideas, including changes to certain tax breaks and cuts in government spending, in its efforts to produce a recommendation or recommendations to reduce the estimated $1.4 trillion federal deficit. We cover this Fiscal Responsibility and Reform Commission because any recommendations that they have could have a significant impact on tax credit investments. As our listeners know, the Commission was established in order to make recommendations to Congress. These recommendations are due by December 1, 2010. And Williams and Jensen notes in their Washington update that the focus of the commission is to develop recommendations that meaningfully improve 
the long-term fiscal outlook. This commission is made up of six appointees from President Obama and 12 members who were appointed by Senate and House leaders. Now, to date, the commission has held three formal meetings, with the next meeting scheduled for July 28th. The final report will require the approval of at least 14 of the commission's 18 members. And as I mentioned, the goal is to have a report to Congress by December 1st of this year. Next, we turn to tax credit tidbits. I start off with tax credit tidbits with a note that tax credit corporate investors are generally very concerned about their GAAP accounting treatment for their tax credit investments, GAAP being generally accepted accounting principles, and more particularly, their focus on United States generally accepted accounting principles. However, June 2011 is the target date for the convergence of U.S. generally accepted accounting principles and international financial reporting standards. The Financial Accounting Standards Board, FASB, and the International Accounting Standards Board, IASB, have been working since 2002 to improve and converge U.S. generally accepted accounting principles and international financial reporting standards. Now, June 2011 is the target date for the convergence. We at Novogratic and Bentley Stanton, a partner in our Atlanta office, have been heading up a task force within Novogratic to focus on this convergence project and the impact it will have on financial reporting for tax credit investments. If you have ideas, please send an email to me, michael.novogratic at novaco.com, or to cpas at novaco.com. We look forward to hearing your thoughts, and in the coming months, look for information in the Journal of Tax Credits and future podcasts on our thoughts and ideas as to how this convergence project is likely to affect tax credit investments. Continuing with tax credit tidbits, I do note that the Government Accountability Office has found that the Department of Energy's Loan Guarantee Program needs improvement. They've found inconsistencies in the Department of Energy's Loan Guarantee Program during their congressionally mandated review. The GAO detailed its findings in a report released on July 12th. You can access a copy of the GAO's report if you're interested, including the Department of Energy's written comments in response to the report, online. Just go to www.energytaxcredits.com. In the area of low-income tax credits, I'd like to inform our listeners that the Property Management Handbook has been updated. It was updated with important new information on income and rent limits, utility allowances, and building rules and regulations, as well as Change 3 of HUD Handbook 4350, as well as the IRS 8823 Guide. The book's available for purchase. Just go online to www.novaco.com products. Moving to some energy area tax credit tidbits, on July 14th, Senators Amy Klobuchar and Tim Johnson introduced an energy bill. The bill is entitled Securing America's Future with Energy and Sustainable Technologies Act. The acronym is SAFEST, which you do have to wonder how long they gave consideration to the acronym and the words they were going to use in titling their bill until they could come up with something like SAFEST. This bill, referred to as SAFEST, establishes renewable energy and energy efficiency standards 
It also provides incentives for developing biofuels and biofuel infrastructure, and it sets targets for the availability of advanced vehicle technologies. If you'd like to learn more about the bill and get a summary of the bill, simply go to www.energytaxcredits.com. Continuing with an energy tax credit tidbit, on July 17th, the American Wind Energy Association, AWEA, announced the formation of the Offshore Wind Development Coalition. The coalition is going to focus on advocacy and education efforts to promote, you guessed it, offshore wind energy. Founding members and contributors to the Offshore Wind Development Coalition include AWEA, as well as Apex Wind, Cape Wind, Deepwater Wind, Fisherman's Energy, NRG Blue Water Wind, Offshore MW, and Sea Wind Renewable. So now let's review the upcoming tax credit calendar. The Novogratic 17th Annual Forbousing Tax Conference, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, is going to be held on Thursday, September 30th, and Friday, October 1st. We'll have a basics day on September 29th, as well as some special workshops. Check out our website for details. I'd also like to encourage our listeners to take advantage of a special listener discount. If you register online at www.novaco.com by July 28th and you enter the coupon code PODCAST1 during the checkout, you can save $100 off the registration rate. Now in New Orleans this week, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development is holding a national fair housing conference. The five-day conference features leading scholars, advocates, government officials, and community leaders that are going to focus on providing equal housing opportunities, increasing economic opportunities for low-income individuals, and meeting the needs of persons with disabilities. You can find more about this conference at www.hud.gov. And then another event I think would be of interest next week to many of our listeners is an online event. It's on the Weatherization Assistance Program. This online event is being supported by Enterprise, the National Housing Trust, and local weatherization providers who serve multifamily rentals. They're presenting a free online training on the Recovery Act's Weatherization Assistance Program. This session is scheduled to include information on how to find a provider and apply for services, as well as the presentation is going to include multifamily weatherization project successes, news of the latest developments of the HUD Department of Energy Weatherization Assistance Program Interagency Partnership, as well as promising state agency strategies for increasing multifamily weatherization. You can learn more about this online event at www.nhtinc.org. That's www.nhtinc.org. Well, that brings me to the end of this week's report. Please join me again next week for another edition of Tax Credit Tuesday. Next week, two of the topics we're going to cover are California Attorney General Jerry Brown's lawsuit against Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac for stopping a California clean energy lending program that they had been operating. We're also going to review a new report from Moody's Investor Services about Moody's rating approach to debt that is secured by affordable multifamily rental housing. The report also covers Moody's rating approach to debt that's secured by either student or military rental housing. This is Michael Novogratik, and I'll be back next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.